Hello and welcome to Fast Cars and Freedom, your Worst Take Network NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, my co-host, Matt and Dee. How's it going, guys? What up, what up? It's going. It's going. So this is our first podcast for Worst Take Network. I'm pretty excited about this. Oh, I'm super amped, dude. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, uh, I'm really hyped. I got goosebumps. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> So I think, like, let's just dive right in, right? That Texas race yesterday. So for me, the first two stages were okay. I liked the Harvick Amarola racing in the beginning. And then once that was, like, gone after his penalty and stuff, like, it just got pretty boring, I thought. But then stage three happened. Stuff was going down. Yeah, what that's did where you guys? Yeah, that, it got nothing, yeah, it, bro. It got it got real. Yeah. Stage one and stage two, super cool. Blaney won both stages. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was only one caution before stage three, and that was when Jimmy hit the wall. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, wow, this is pretty pretty clean race for a for a race. I mean, I know some of these like we've had so many cautions in the first couple of laps, or you know, in later stages or whatever, but. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's pretty... I think that might have been why it could have been so it was a very, dry. Yeah, it was a very typical Texas race, though. They would Texas, just get spread out and run away from each other. Exactly, shit. exactly. And they don't... They, because it's so spread out, there's not the option to actually race one another. And it's just like two guys trading positions if there's any actual racing happening. So it was pretty pretty dry. I actually saw you posted something on Twitter yesterday, D about um if this was a night race that yeah you would be okay i've seen like i've i've seen like a, a couple people replied like oh like normally it is or whatever um i mean i was just really i like night races like i think it adds to kind of the the hype behind it and like it gets drivers going i think it gets teams going like Dude, racing they're the, at night, they're the so. best the cars yeah. look amazing you're driving under the lights mm-hmm like, what's not to like about a night race? Do every track a night race. Yeah, I, I'd be I, down. I do agree. I think that's probably my favorite thing about nice, night racing is the way the cars look. Yeah. As the, as the lights are just rolling off the back of them. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was actually wondering, like, what could, what could Texas do to make the race more entertaining for us? Because I don't think that... I don't think that I'm bored because there's not cautions, there's not wrecks. Because I, I mean, some spinouts and stuff; those are cool to see. But like, I don't, I don't need the big wrecks. That's not what draws me to NASCAR and the race. It's like it's the strategy and the actual racing that yeah. keeps me entertained. Like the big oh, yeah. wrecks, don't get me wrong. I, those are cool to see. But at the same time, like I don't ever want anybody to get hurt. Right. And then when teams put so much money and so much effort into what they bring to the track on Sundays and it just gets ruined, William Byron, for instance, or Martin Truex this weekend, that really sucks for those guys. Um, so it's not really the, the wrecks, it's the racing that mm-hmm. I need. And I just, the first two stages, that just was not really happening. I, I think a lot of it's just, you know, people say about like the package and stuff. And then, of course, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, you know, how just how the track was and stuff, too. I mean, it was just, you know, a lot of people said, like, those just went hand in hand with each other and nobody was passing and, you know, it was just kind of dry. So, yeah, I think well, that has since, to do a lot with it. But Yeah, ever since they repaved Texas, it's like there's zero tire wear because I, who, I can't even remember who it was. It might have been Eric Amarola 
they pulled the tires off of his car and you could still see the mold lines on his tires. And he had run like 80 laps or something ridiculous like that. I'm, like, oh, wow. I'm probably misquoting like crazy right now, but he had run a good amount of laps on these tires and you could still see the mold lines. That's crazy. That's, so it's like, speaking of him, dude, what whole, like this dude before the race even starts, he has fucking problems, right? Yeah. yeah, breaks and some stuff. Of the breaks, yeah. The dude was nuts. To overcome I, that, and then he had the fucking he had the penalty, yeah. And he still yeah. got a top ten finish at the end of the day. Literally, came in tenth place. He was pretty good. I was like, that's nuts, man. He already he jumped a lot of hurdles. Out of all the tracks to have a break issue, though, Texas is a pretty good one. Yeah, it couldn't have been better. No, it couldn't have. Because I mean, you saw what happened to Bubba Wallace. What was it, two years ago at Pocono with his brake issues? And Jimmy Johnson the year before that, same lap, same turn with his brake issues. They just... Yeah, they plowed that rock- wall. Oh, those were terrifying, Rex. Those were terrifying. Speaking of... Did you guys see Bubba's car? Well, that yeah, fucking... That, like that, that green speed. was so yeah. gross. I was... Yeah. I was not a Ugh. huge fan of that. I think with Cash App, like, they could have easily made that, like, such a cool... Like, I was expecting to see, like, dollar bills or something or, like, right? something fucking cool. And, like, they, they didn't do any. It was just boring old slime green. I was just like, that's, that's, I'm disappointed. Yeah, that was terrible. That's about the only thing that stood out in the fucking first two stages of the race was. <laughs> was Bubba's car. Was Bubba's, Bubba's car, car yeah. man. <laughs> well, pit uh, road was crazy, too. Like, it didn't seem like anybody was doing the same strategy, so that was pretty wild. Some guys were just getting gas, some were getting two, some were getting four, but, like, they were all over the place. Yeah, that well, first it's... competition caution came out, and the, what was it, like, ten people stayed out, ten drivers stayed out on that, didn't mm-hmm. even come down. Yep. But they're not they're not wearing their tires out. Yeah, I mean, why come down when you don't need tires? Right? True. I, then... I did feel bad for Amarola, um... And that blend line, yeah, so, that yeah. blend line penalty because it was, who was it? Uh, who got that penalty? Was it Justin Allgaier got that penalty in the Xfinity race? The, uh, the sa- day prior. Yeah, Saturday morning. Did he? Yeah. Yep. Let oh, me wow, check. Let me check my facts real quick. Um, I know but, somebody definitely did in, in Xfinity. Yeah, and. They said it's never been um, that NASCAR officials have never enforced that rule. So how is he supposed to know, I believe, was his response to it. And he was like, I'm telling you right now, this is going to happen again tomorrow because nobody knows about it. Yeah. And then Uh, sure enough, uh, they got Amarola. But then I also saw a big deal on uh, Twitter about Harvick. He was pushing it. He was pushing it, and yet he wasn't penalized for it, Yeah, but Amarola was. Yeah, I think Harvick came up like 100 feet after where Amarola did or something crazy like that. Like, it, it, it was, was really close. It was borderline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was borderline. And then they were talking about making that rule. I heard those, yeah. uh, those guys talking like, you have to wait till you get to that striped? Yeah. Well, the, the actual rule is, is you have to have exited turn two. From what I understand, from the way, because Dell Jr. explained it during the broadcast yesterday, and he said that you have to be through the exit of turn two before you can, and you have to start blending into the straightaway. Amarola was definitely still in the turn when he was blending onto track. Yeah. (laughs) Harvick was, he was definitely pushing the boundaries. I thought for sure they were going to tag him too, just because they tagged Amarola. Yeah. 
You win some, you lose some, I guess. It happens, right? I know a lot of people are explaining, like, saying, I don't know if it was just an an all-guy or not, but I know somebody had said, like, oh, you know, technically, you know, the end of the turn is right, you know, right at the corner. I mean, you could just right there at it, and that's pretty much the end. So it's up for, you know, it's up for interpretation to anybody, so. One of those gray areas. Yeah. Which yeah. kudos to Kyle for coming over the radio and asking like for clarification and stuff, so he didn't make that mistake too. Yeah, I think a lot of oh, those yeah. dudes were worried about it. Cause I mean, you come out of there, you're, I mean, you're driving flat, you're just trying to pick up speed. You got mm-hmm. cold tires on, you can't really grip through there. Yep. So if Amarola is flying through there trying to come up to speed, it's easier to come up on track before he hits the straightaway. Is that what you're saying, Matt? Well, I think he's just trying to get up to speed and he can't turn. As right, sharp, so as fast, so he's like kind of almost like sliding up into right. the track. Like he's just he's running out of real estate. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I understand exactly what you're saying now. I don't know. I feel bad because here's the thing. So I wasn't a massive fan of Amarola when he drove for RPM, which, by the way, I think is the greatest acronym for a race team ever in the history of sports. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, but when he drove for RPM, like I wasn't a huge fan of him. Right. And then he had that wreck at Kansas motor speedway where he broke his back, that brutal wreck where he just slammed the rear end of his car, came off the ground, broke his back. And that's actually where Bubba got his start because he filled in for him. And then Amarola comes back after snapping his back races. Then he leaves, uh, yeah, didn't he, he come back like super quick too? He did. I want to say it was something like 10 races later. He came back. And then after that season, RPM picked up Bubba. And then he went to race for Stuart Haas. But that, dude, that's just nutty for that guy to snap his back. Yeah. And then be back that quick to racing. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, he replaced Annika Patrick in the number 10 for Stuart Haas. And since he's left RPM... Like, he has consistently gotten better and better and better and better. How many times have we seen this guy in the top 10 already this season? When before, like, I remember the first, I think it was the first race that he won. He won because of rain delay or a rain-shortened race. So that was, like, his first win in the Cup Series. And I personally am not a fan of, like, rookie drivers or unknowns getting their first win that way. Yeah. It's it's strategy, I guess. So it it happens. I, I think it's like when it's when it's a driver who had the opportunity to win that race anyways gets the win that way. It doesn't bother me. But when a guy who had not a chance in hell gets his win that way, I'm not uh, I'm not in love with it. Yeah, it's all about being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Keselowski seems to be doing a lot here lately. <laughs> yeah. That's like Bristol. I mean, Bristol, he was like right there and chasing Joey got into it, you know, coming through the turn. I mean, he didn't miss a beat. He went right by him like, oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. It's just all about having those patience. Mm -hmm. And then Keselowski also capitalized on Chase Elliott's pit at the Coke 600 with two laps Mm -hmm. to go. Yeah, that was was a questionable. Yeah, that was a questionable call. Here's the thing, the I, I, I agree with it, because just because Chase had not been having the greatest restarts that race, I don't think, and, like, I think it, it was taking a while for his car, um, his tires, after, if they were older, mm-hmm. anyways, um, so, 
Chase, if Chase doesn't come down pit road, I think the next 10 cars behind him are coming down pits and they're all restarting with fresh tires and Chase is sitting there running on old tires. They're passing him. They're leaving. Yeah. yeah. And then if Chase pits, of course they didn't come with them, you know, because it's like, nah, Chase is, if we all stay as a pack together, there's no way Chase is getting through this pack in two laps. Yeah. For a green, white checkered. But Chase ended up finishing, what, third that race? Um, third or, I think he was, uh, was that the race where Chase, Chase ended up in fourth, but Jimmy Johnson got disqualified, and so Chase ended up with a third place finish? I can't think of what race that was. Um, I can't think of it. I'm, dr- I'm drawing a blank. Um, I 100% remember it. I just don't remember what track it yeah, was. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I want to say Darlington. I don't know if that's right. I know it wasn't the first Darlington because the way that one ended was Kyle Busch just dumping Chase. Yeah. Misjudging by two feet, running him right off the track. That was pretty. That was, that was a crazy. Chase, I, think, I feel like Chase Elliott actually got pretty screwed until he got his win at Charlotte. It was yeah. like because he had the, the Darlington wreck with Kyle Busch and then he had the Bristol wreck with Joey Logano. And then he had the Coca-Cola 600 where William Byron uh, hit it or he had the brought out, out the caution. Yeah, he blew out. Was that was that was uh, one of the lug nuts or the gun hit his valve stem and he lost all the air? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Willie B can't catch a break, man. He can't. I, I really hope he gets his. Like, I really want to see him win. I, I feel bad for him at this point just because he's, he's running so he runs decent, and then something happens, and he, you know, he gets caught up, or like yesterday, he got involved in that big wreck and stuff, and yeah, so I, I don't yep. know. I feel bad for him. Dude, there were ten cars in that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Yeah, it's all all because Blaney got a little bit of loose, created a bottleneck, he and did. then shit went fucking sideways. He did. It was, that Kurt was crazy. B- oh, boom! There's Armarola again. He was involved in that too. He st- he essentially started it after the bottleneck and everything. He yeah, I mean he got he got loose right there and right into Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush went the other way and then he came back. I think yep. he tagged Kurt. He, uh, uh, yeah, I know MTJ yeah. got spun and oh MTJ got jammed oh, right into the wall. He did. He tagged him. Yep. Did you right. see he his hit car? So hard. Oh my god. I yeah, feel like he, that's an that's another guy though, right? That he either he has either has a an easy clean race all day or he gets destroyed yeah there's no in between for him let's go ham or go home with mtj (laughs) well i know that's what it seems like races those first couple of races that he had i mean he was i mean just bad luck all day like Mm -hmm. something happened i know like the one race you know his his tire changer's hand cramped up and it you know he oh yeah i'm going or whatever and you know, he was on the radio like, what, you know, what happened, what happened? And I mean, a lot of their pit crew stuff. And, yeah, I know he was having a real bad bad go of it there for a couple of weeks. So I agree. Speaking of that wreck, did you guys catch? Well, they were under caution after that wreck. I believe it was after that wreck. Or Jimmy ran into the back of Ty <laughs> Dillon. Yes. Yes. Yep. You know exactly what I and thought of when even he did that no, it wasn't. No, because the whole front end of his car was jacked after that. Yep. yep. But you know, you know what that reminded me of? Jimmy's first eye racing. Yep. I was just when he, to say when he thought they were under caution, <laughs> but they weren't. 
So Jimmy's going like 40 miles an hour around the track and everybody else is up to speed. And then he actually brought the caution. That's all I could think of was, oh, Jimmy thought they were, they were green flag racing yeah. when the whole track's under caution. Oh, like, come great. on, this is, this is why Jimmy's retiring right here. Yeah. Because he don't even know anymore. That, that poor guy, what was it, 111 starts. Without w a win? Without a win for Jimmy, man. The, the, the seven-time. Seven-time yeah, champion. It sucks. It does suck. He's having a rough season. He is. You know who isn't having a rough season, season though, is Riddick. That kid is I, on fire, dude. I love Tyler Reddick. He I love him. He is killing the game. Yeah. He's I really think, good. I like him. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's rookie of the year. I'm calling it now. I think yeah. Tyler Reddick is rookie of the year. During the uh, race, he had the most uh, rookie points. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that could stand in his way is Cole Custer winning last week, and that's the only thing. I don't think Cole's even – I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, but I don't – I think once Tyler Reddick does get his his win, and he will get it one of I these days. So. It's um, just a matter I mean, of time. Yeah, it really is. I'd act, I mean, I'd like to see it happen, his rookie season. Uh, yeah. What was it? The last time, the last time we had two rookies win in a season, Joey Logano and was it Brad Keselowski? I think their rookie season, I think, was the last time that we had two rookies get their first win in their rookie season. And Joey Logano's, to me, doesn't count because it was a win that was rain-shortened. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we just discussed how I feel about that. And I remember, because I remember when that happened, Kurt Busch was upset because before that win, Kyle Busch had been the youngest driver to ever win a Cup Series race. And then when Joey won that race... Uh, he he got the record because he was the youngest at that point. And I remember Kurt Busch doing an interview saying that his brother actually won it fair and square, and Joey didn't. <laughs> Joey Logano was like 18. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dang. But I want to say Joey Logano was – and because I want to say Kyle Busch was also 18 years old, but Joey Logano just had him by like a couple months. I think uh, it blows my mind that this season Cole Custer got a win before Kyle Busch got a win. Girl. No kidding. Oof. He's having a that's hell of a, a time, dude. That's got to be a tough one to swallow, which is crazy because, you know, he ran back-to-back -back on Saturday, and he won both races. Granted, you know, the obvious DQ when he ran Xfinity, but, I mean, to run like that and then not still not win anything in the Cup, I mean, that's that's got to hurt. Yeah. And what's Just, even crazier is he came into this race with zero playoff points. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not like Kyle. No, but you know what? So, what was the last track that we raced Saturday and Sunday? Was that Dover? I think was it was. Pocon no, that was Pocono. We're no, racing Pocono was Dover the back on back. Yeah, yep. we're racing Dover Saturday and Sunday, but we haven't yet. So, Kyle raced Saturday, and then Kyle was having a great race on Sunday because he said, that's how I do with practice. So, he counted Saturday as a practice and then uh, had a great race Sunday. I can't, I honestly don't remember where he finished, but I know he had a great race and he said it was all because of practice. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, so you have Denny Hamlin coming out here with multiple wins, Kevin Harvick with multiple wins, uh, mm -hmm. Brad Keselowski with multiple wins. Those guys aren't practicing. So what is the difference between those guys and Kyle? Why does Kyle need the practice? I, I agree 100% that Kyle is a great race car driver. Mm -hmm. period like you cannot argue that fact at all he is great 
Right. But is he on the same level as those guys if they're consistently winning without practice and he's unable to win without practice? Uh, that's a fair point. I mean, and, th- and, those guys are rolling right off the truck with their car. And, right. And they're finishing P4, P5, like top 10s all day. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're fixing it on the fly. I, I don't and know. It, maybe it's a team chemistry thing for Kyle or what? I, I don't know. And, and 100%, he's not practicing in his car that he's running with. But is he not practicing when he's running truck and Xfinity in those same tracks before he comes to the Cup Series race? Mm-hmm. So you got the feel of the track. These guys are going out here super green and just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's a completely like different setup and feel to the cars and stuff in the different series, I would imagine. 100% yeah. it is. But just having the track knowledge that, like, I don't know, 163, the fucking, the, the compound starts going away. You know what I mean? Like, just having that little bit of knowledge, I would think, would give him the edge. Right. So maybe he's coming in overconfident, thinking, well, I just ran it in both of these series. This should be nothing. I already have this edge. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the guy. And it, it sucks for him because, I mean, he's one of the greats. 100%. He will go down as he's definitely he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like there's no question about that. He's going right into the Hall of Fame. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But he's he's having a season. He's having a season. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy to see because by this point in the season, we should have seen him one twice already. At but least. Like sh- yeah. He should already be locked in to, to the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I went on a rant about it a couple days ago or weeks ago or whatever, you know, Kyle Busch is just one of those great athletes that, you know, he gets into a slump and he's really in it. You know, people are like, oh, you know, all the Kyle Busch haters, you know, oh, you know, you know, Kyle Busch hasn't won and this person's won before you. You give it time and Kyle Busch is going to start winning again. So I was telling people, you know, soak it up now because when he starts winning again, you're going to start crying and yep, we're going to go back to business as usual. So it's definitely going to come full circle. 100%. It's inevitable. The sun's going to rise. Like mm-hmm. Kyle Busch is going to win NASCAR races because that is exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's KFB. Not right now. What do you expect? It's, it is, it is KFB. <laughs> Kyle, how did you how did you plow through the infield and then still go on to score a fourth place finish? KFB. <laughs> Just like, walk such off. a Kyle Busch <laughs> answer. Like I love that. It, it was so simple, but it was so great. like that's something Kyle Busch would absolutely say. It was so dead on, and it made my heart <laughs> smile for him to say something like that. It just, I literally, I woke up at 4 a.m. It was on my Twitter, because I didn't actually see it after the race yesterday. Um, but then it was on my Twitter, and I think I was just going through videos, watching, like, post-race interviews that didn't air and whatever, and I saw that, and I, I was just laying in bed laughing too mm-hmm. hard at 4 o'clock in the morning. He, he started my day. KFB did, and I appreciate that, it. Oh man, I, I saw that. I think this morning, I was just I just got to work or whatever, and I was like looking through, like what you know I I might have missed or whatever, and I saw that, and I was just like, oh my goodness, man. You could I love him like, or really? hate him. The dude's always entertaining, man. He exactly. really is. And that's what I don't understand uh, about people who hate him, like dislike him because what he's not your driver because he's constant competition for your driver like the reason your guy doesn't win is because Kyle's always winning that's understandable but people who just downright hate him I don't understand because you know when you're sitting here watching the race and he says something like that that 
that's what keeps you coming back. We don't know mm -hmm. what's going to come out of this guy's mouth. We don't know if he's going to be dramatic or ridiculous or just say some crazy stuff like KFB. And whether you hate him or like him, it gave you something to talk about and it made you feel a certain way. Oh, yeah. He's a character and we need that in NASCAR because if we just got dudes who are like super monotone running around and it's like, how was your race today? Race went real good. You know, car was yep. real fast. In the KBB, the Kelly Blue <laughs> Like, yeah. You got it like Ricky Bobby in the beginning out there. Like, nobody wants to see that from everybody. We need that. Yeah. I, I love which, Kyle. Which is why I love Clint as well. Boyer Girl. is a character. Oh, man. That dude. I keep seeing that uh, Mobile One commercial. Yes. With him and Kevin Harvick, and it's him yes. dancing every yep. time. Oh, it's the man. greatest, man. Somebody it's the actually. Greatest. I don't know what I expected. Like, I think, I mean, I think we all know deep down that Clint Boyer does not really have those moves, but it was posted <laughs> to Twitter yesterday that it was indeed a body double that was dancing and Clint Boyer's head was superimposed on it. But like, that kind of hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah, like, I didn't know that until you just said that. Like, and I thought about it a couple of times seeing that commercial and I was like, damn, like Clint can kind of get down. Like, go ahead, boy. Like, all right, man. Yeah, I think people, I think we all knew deep down in our hearts. We just wouldn't admit it to ourselves. That we, we, we want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and them actually posting it and making it real for me like that, it it, it took a little piece of me yesterday. I didn't know that. Honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed now. I'm Shit. sorry. I'm sorry I did that to you then. Because I know what it felt like <laughs> oh, when it happened man. to me. So I apologize for doing that to you, D. I'm sorry. I'm never going to look like look at that commercial the same. I'm like oh, Never watching a Mobile One commercial anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they lied to me. Oh, man. I feel like a really shitty person right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have known at some point, but... Uh, yeah, I really wasn't expecting that because I thought I was like, wow, like I didn't know, you know, Clint's an older dude, you know, he's been around for a little while. So I was like, all right, Clint, like, I see you, man. Like, get down, boy. Like, yeah, get it. <laughs> I could still 100% seeing him attempt those moves around a bonfire. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you know I mean? he probably tried it in that commercial. <laughs> he probably did try it. And they were like, this is gross. Like, no. <laughs> I want to see oh, what his original moves are. Right. Oh. oh, yeah. That would be solid. I do love me some Clint Boyer. I think probably one of my favorite things from Clint was when he, uh, they had that rain delay last season, and he went in the stands and did the interview with the one fan that was sitting there. Like, all the other fans had taken shelter to get out of the rain, and this guy was like, nope, I am sitting here until this race starts. Pouring rain. He was an Alex Bowman fan, I believe. And because uh, Clint took his hat and was like, what's it going to take to like make you a Clint Boyer fan? Don't be a junior fan. And the guy was like, I'm actually a Bowman fan. But that where he when he left his hauler to go out and do that interview was like one of the most. I think he's very personable and that and he proved it at that moment. I really, really like that about him. Like he's 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 not too big for the fans, for us. You know what I mean? I think that's what I love about the sport, too, because like. You even see, like, Bubba Wallace and those guys out there throwing the football up mm -hmm. to the crowd and stuff. Like, these are real people, man. Like, they're solid. They're down to earth. They just like to drive fast. But they I still think, interact with all the fans all the time. Like, it's great. Yeah. I think most of them are, yeah, I agree. I think most of them are very humble people that 
are not above us, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like I saw um, a video a couple years ago, and I can't remember. I wanted, They might have been at, like, Martinsville, I think. And they were leaving the track, and Kyle Busch was the passenger. I don't know who was driving in his car. And he pulled up beside another vehicle, and they had a Kyle Busch hat on. So KFB rolls down his window, and the car beside him realizes, oh, my God, that's KFB. And he's like, hey, give me your hat. The driver hands over their hat. Kyle Busch autographs it and hands it back to him. like, how freaking cool is that? How that's, nuts would see, that's that be? The, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know what I'd do, to be honest. I saw Kyle Busch in traffic. I'd be like, yeah. you want to race or something? Like, what's up, man? <laughs> 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 let's, let's run it quick. Uh, it'd be uh, great. I drive a Ford Escape, so I'm not going to take that challenge. <laughs> Kyle yeah, I, I drive. I drive a beat-up old shitbox. I'd probably break down right there at the light. But still, to be able to say, I tried to drag tried race to Kyle Busch. It did not end well at <laughs> yeah. all. But it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because I'm, I'm probably not at a stoplight in a Kyle Busch hat. So that's going to be the only story I'll have. Yeah, yeah, I like that because I think there's certain drivers that seem like they might be too big, and I think KFB is one of them. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ever gonna call him Kyle or Bush again. I don't know if he's one of them, or I I think I used to think he was one of them, and then I see him do things like that, and I'm like, he's actually a really down to earth guy and uh, not not too big for his britches. I think he's I think he's like a humble dude. I think that you know I talked to somebody about it the other day, and like. You know, he plays that evil, that evil character so well. Like, I think a lot of people get stuck in that. But, like, yeah, you got to look beyond it sometimes. And, like, he does do a lot of, you know, great shit. And he's, you know, a great dad and a great husband and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I just, I guess I can see through it a little bit. Yeah. But, I don't know. I know some people can't. And they just can't stand him. Yeah, 100%. But always has to be the villain. Yeah. Or else but- you can't, you can't have the hero. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think in, every uh, great sport has one, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I, th- I feel like Kyle Busch is like the, the Tom Brady of NASCAR. Gr- yeah. Not yes. saying, not saying, because I, I honestly, I believe that like Tom Brady is like the greatest of all time. I do not think Kyle Busch is the greatest of all time if we're talking like championships and wins and stuff. That's Jimmy at the current moment. Um, but I don't know that Kyle Busch will ever have the seven championships that Jimmy Johnson has. So... On that level, I'm not saying it, but everyone loves to hate Tom Brady. And yep, I think absolutely. everyone everyone loves to hate Kyle Busch. Yep. Yeah. I like the guy. Yeah. I love, I love what he brings not, to the he's sport. He's not a bad dude. He's not a bad dude. He, he 100% has his fucking his moments, but I think that's what makes it so great. He mm-hmm. has, well, no, yeah, no doubt. Sometimes the stuff he says on the radio to his crew makes me so angry. But then he does a post-race interview and he says KFB, and now I'm dying and I'm back in love with the guy. You know what I mean? Well, it's I mean it is probably the most love-hate relationship, I think, <laughs> in NASCAR for sure. I know a no lot. Doubt. Like I said, a lot of people hate him. A lot of people love him. I mean, it's there's a lot of people on that in between. I, I mean, think I think that's it. Is with Kyle Busch, everyone has an opinion. Where mm-hmm. there's a lot of drivers out there who you bring up their name and somebody's just like, eh, I don't care. I don't yeah. care about yep. this person. Like, uh, for me, for a while, Eric Amarola. Eh. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, for the he, longest time, I didn't care. He's getting his name out there now, though. He's he's gonna start having people talk, man. The guy, the guy's been solid. 
I, well, he's, I mean, he's driving for Stuart Haas. What really does he have to do anymore? He just has to sit there and keep performing for Stuart, and he's good. He's golden. Yeah, I mean, that's but a lot like Matty Dice, too. Oh, that's another one. Matty Dice is I getting solid. Love. Now that he doesn't have to focus on trying to get every inch out of his car, mm-hmm. he can focus more on racing now. I think he's, he's going to be making some big moves. I yeah. love me some Matt Benedetto. I was so proud of him last year. Was it Bristol when he came out to the Rocky theme song in the robe and he's sitting there throwing punches with his boxing gloves on and stuff. And then he comes out and he came in second place. Denny Hamlin took that one away from him, which I'm not even mad about because it's, it's, it's NASCAR. It's racing. You can't sit there and give anybody a win unless you're Dell senior and you give Dell junior a win. Um, but it, that, you, don't, you don't do that unless it's a situation like that. So Denny Hamlin did the right thing. He won the race because he could, and he should have. But when Dee Benedetto came in second, after it had just been announced that he was being dropped for Christopher Bell, 100%, he earned his ride with Wood Brothers this year, and I thought it was amazing. I think that's... Yeah. I was already liking the guy before that, and then he did that, and it sealed it for me. Now I'm like 100%... A Maddie Dice fan, like that's my dude. Yeah, I mean, he's he, not my dude, but like I, I am always going to pull for that guy. He came out with a vengeance, man. Did he not? He had something to prove. And he just happened to be at the, I guess, the wrong place at the wrong time there at Texas. <laughs> Sunday, you know, I, I still don't know what oh, homeboy was doing, man. Like what? I don't know. So I saw, I saw he did a, he posted a video after the race. I feel really, really bad. It was Quinn Howe for uh, the double zero. Was he driving the Starcom? I don't remember. Um, uh, Permatex. Permit. Okay. So Quinn Half posted a video after the race and said that, okay, I have a hard time with this. He said he was owning it, taking responsibility for what happened. But then he said the reason it happened was because his mirror had fallen off at some point and because it was a late call to pit road by his crew chief. So I, I go back and forth. Like, are you owning it? But then you're sitting here making excuses or are you just explaining like I, it's hard for me but i do think like if that is indeed true i tried to rewind like 10 times yesterday and see if i could see if there was a mirror or not before that but there was zero coverage on quinn half until the wreck happened mm-hmm. so i couldn't see if that mirror was there or not if it was a late call by his crew chief hey come down and dudes run in the middle lane instead of being down on the bottom that really sucks that nobody, his crew chief, his spotter, nobody was like, hey, but there's two guys on the inside of you right now. Like, nobody told this guy, uh, you cannot come down. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened there. And then he sideswipes Christopher Bell, clips Matt DiBenedetto, and then he's actually, he, so he's taking a hiatus from social media because the guy was literally getting death threats after that wreck. I saw that. Dude, that's insane, man. It's, that's It's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I love the fans of this sport, but sometimes, like they, they go wild, man. That yeah. what is what is that? That is so unnecessary. Christopher Bell, Matt Di Benedetto, they didn't get hurt. Yeah, Matt Di Benedetto had a decent car for the day, but was Matt Di Benedetto about to win that race? No, he wasn't. If you take away the driver's ability to win when they actually were in the spot and had the potential to do so, I can understand being angry. But it ever getting to the point of literally threatening someone's life i will never ever understand that 
that that's, yeah that's 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 thing. an extreme i think a lot of people like you know oh you know quinn doesn't deserve to be up in the cup and this and that which you know that's whatever but you know people were like oh you suck this and the, you know you're fucking terrible and all you know all sorts of crazy stuff i'm just like whoa like this, i mean he made an honest mistake you know a, a mistake that i don't think somebody at this level should make i right. think the, you know everybody in the team you know there was some miscommunication i think but i mean to you know say like oh like go die and this i mean that's just that's too much like that's a that's some i think some really hurtful stuff and i think you know for somebody that made a mistake an honest mistake i mean i really don't think that that warranted the reaction people gave him i think that was just pretty harsh right and i you know i i don't think that it's something that should consistently happen at this level but it does it 100 percent. it happens i know i've seen kyle larson i know for a fact and i can't remember what race it is but i remember kyle larson and kyle bush wrecking coming onto pit road because one was like down on the bottom and they were pretending they were going to come and then right before that that cone that line they were like nope i'm not coming and then i i think it was larson larson was the one pretending he was coming down pit road last minute drove back onto the track kyle bush was pretending he wasn't last minute decided and he's running in the middle last minute kyle bush decides i am coming down pit road and they both make this decision at like the exact same time and collide kyle's in the middle granted we're under caution here so we're not running 150 60 70 80 miles an hour they're under caution but we're talking about Kyle Bush, and I want to say this was only like five years ago, maybe. So Kyle's not a rookie five years ago. Yeah, that's even a better point. Like, oh boy, was talking about like people at this caliber shouldn't be making mistakes like that. Brad Keselowski. I mean, mm-hmm. Here you have veterans. Still, like it happens, man. It's it's part of the game. Yeah. Everybody's trying to juke each other out, play different strategies and stuff. I mean. Last minute calls, like accidents happen. It's the nature of the beast. But one hundred percent to like go off on a rant like that of some dude that's just out there trying to go fast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everybody's got to learn sometime. Speaking of mistakes, I don't know if y'all saw what Austin Dillon said at the end of the race, but this I guy is saying, "Oh my goodness," he said, "Not bad for a silver spoon kid." And I was just yeah. like, "My man, come on." Really? You know what? Uh. And you know what actually bothered me more than that? What bothered me more than that was like, I don't know what it is. But when guys are on pit road and their sponsor isn't beer and they have to chug whatever drink their sponsor is. And oh, for, my God. Yeah. And for <sighs> Austin Dillon, it's like I feel bad for Kurt Busch because I'm like every time that dude wins, he has to chug a monster. I couldn't I could physically not do yeah. that. But Austin Dillon chugs a Coca-Cola and then slams it down, and I'm sitting here. I don't know why, but that's that's hysterical to me. Like you chugged a coke. Like good job, guy. But Kevin well, Harvick him, like, wins he, the race. Ugh. Go ahead. He well, I saw I saw that. Um, I guess he pulled right in or whatever. I think he got like a, he had two small bottles of water, and then mm-hmm. like the the girl walked right over with the coke and just here drink it. And I mean, you could see like you could see the visible pain on his face. Of having to drink that sugary Coke right after, you know. Oh my God. When it was 145 degrees in that car. No. Oh God, no. And then what was Mm -hmm. it? It was just a couple weeks ago that he was actually treated for burns and stuff because his his car, 
He he didn't even finish that race. What track was that at? I don't know. Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of where where it was at. Yeah. All right. So I think we got a little sidetracked, but I blame that on us starting a podcast a few weeks before the playoffs starts start instead of starting a podcast at the beginning of the season. So we we had a lot we wanted to cover, and I imagine our next episode will probably be uh, where we talk about a lot of stuff that's already happened this season. But I do want to talk a little bit more about Texas before we go. What was your your good takeaway? I want takes real quick. So what did you like about Texas? What didn't you like about Texas? What would you change about Texas? And then we'll wrap it up. I don't really know if there's much you can do to Texas to change that track. I mean, me personally, like, I've been there four or five times, and it's fantastic in person. I mean, you got the atmosphere, the environment, you got the crowd, like, everything's great. But, like, COVID going on, I like seeing fans back out there. I'm sure they're having a blast. Just Mm -hmm. watching it on TV, like, like those first two stages were just, eh. Like, we had four cautions, and Mm -hmm. that was the competition. Stage one, Jimmy hitting the wall, and then stage two. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until lap 219 when that, that big one popped off. I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's... They've already repaved the track. They changed, I think it was what, turns one and two. They adjusted that to kind of, I don't know, maybe switch it up a little bit more or something for those guys. But I mean, it's, it's just one of those tracks where they get spread out quick if they got fast cars. And I don't really know if you can change that. I would love to see the night race like we were talking about. A night race there would be solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be with that. I hated uh, Bubba's car for sure. That was gross. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah. Oof. The first two stages in Bubba's car is what I hated. What I liked about it was seeing, <laughs> honestly, Riddick up there. Dude, he's battling them with these veterans. Like, it was yeah. great. There were there were a couple of times where, like, those top two, three, four guys were, like, really getting after it. Mm-hmm. The big yeah. wreck was nuts. That was entertaining a lot of unfortunate drivers got caught up in that but when you ain't got nowhere to go you ain't got nowhere to go shit happens yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. i i agree with the reddick i like that i I like seeing young guys underdogs come up and perform so well that guy's gonna be great in this sport i think yeah i agree what about you d i'd say i hated the the first two stages for sure I mean, it was just dry and nobody passing each other. I mean, you know, typical stuff. This is the first race at Texas I've ever watched. So, you know, I'd seen and you know, I talked to a couple of people on Twitter and stuff about, you know, what they liked about it versus what they didn't. I saw a lot more negative reaction compared to positive about Texas. But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I had to just judge for myself. I definitely was not a fan of Bubba's car. That thing was god awful, ugly. I mean, atrocious. I, I can't deal with that bright green. Like I said, I mean, I had said, you know, Cash App getting creative with a scheme or something. And they, I mean, all they really put was just their name and green. Yeah. So He looked other like than a rejected that, jelly belly, dude. It really did. Like a Mike and Ike or something. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> I'd say takeaway, something that was good. I mean, I think, you know, Austin Dillon, I'm not really a fan of him, but I think him getting a win and, you know, like Matt said, you know, Tyler Reddick getting up there and, you know, RCR finishing first and second. I mean, of course, that's that's big for them. I'd say the one thing I'd change is definitely a night race. I mean, I think night races are cool. I think a night race at Texas would be the shit. So, yeah, 100 percent. dude. Well, who do, who doesn't not, want to watch a night race? If uh, That's true. I'm trying to think. What you got, Steph? Fire I'll away. Be, well, so they do. I'm pretty sure they do a Texas night race in the fall around October. 
as far as the new schedule goes, I'm not 100% sure. So for me personally, like my, what I disliked about the race, I don't know that Bubba's car stood out as much to me as it did to you guys. Uh, like a sore damn thumb. I mean, yeah, I literally I was like, I could not stop looking at how I agree that I did not like it at all, but I don't think that it was like, it was my, my peeve of the race. I think, I think for me, what bothered me the most was like the lack of clarification for the blend line kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that bothered me because I don't think Eric Amarola would have made that mistake <laughs> had he been clear on the situation. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, I, d I didn't like that. Um, speaking of Eric Amarola, he, him and Reddick, I agree with you guys, but because you already said it, I'm not going to piggyback on that. Uh, Eric Amarola having the pole, granted, he, d I don't think that like a driver having the pole right now is the same that it was pre-COVID. Um, but I think having the pole and staying up there and still getting a top 10 with all the issues that he had throughout the day, I really respect that. I think Eric Amarola is Eric Amarola is actually up there in age. So I don't know how much longer he's going to be doing this, but I love that he has been racing for like, God, I think he's been in the cup series for like 10 years or something like that now. And he's coming to his peak now where Jimmy, the Bush brothers, Chase, Blaney, Harvick, Hamlin, Keselowski, all those guys were hot from the beginning. Logano and Eric Amarola is waiting until he's been doing this for a decade. And I just, I think that's really cool that he's having his moment. And then I think what Texas could do, I like the night race idea, though I'm pretty sure they already have one at Texas in this, uh, every season. I don't hate the idea of there being another Roval like Charlotte. Ooh, I like that. They got plenty, plenty of real estate. There's exactly, there's so much real estate. I don't see why they couldn't do it. And I love the idea of there being another road course in NASCAR. I think that would be cool. I think no. that's something I'd 100%. like to see. And then, I, honestly, like something you said earlier, Matt, I think that's where Willie B is going to get his first win, just like Chase. I think it's going to be on a road course. So let's give him another opportunity every season if he doesn't get it this year. Let's throw another one in there, see if he can do it. Yeah. But, yeah, so – 100% down with that idea. Do a, a Texas Roval? Right. Girl. I think yeah. that'd be that, super that'd be freaking solid. cool. Yeah, I think so. We need to, uh, we need to get Bill France on the phone. <laughs> I think it was, was it you, D? Are you the one who's got his number in your phone? Give him a call. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> give him a, call, give him right a call. Tell him what changes we need uh -oh. made. Yep. Let's do this thing. I'll call him. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Oh, I think man. I got him on speed dial now that I think about it. Could you imagine? Yeah, right? So uh, that was our first episode. I think we, I think we got a little sidetracked there. But like I said earlier, we we haven't had a podcast for the entire season, so we had to we tried to cover a lot, or we got we got distracted, and I'm sure we'll get distracted again until we get caught up. But yeah, we didn't even discuss the All Star race, so yeah, 100 percent we're getting distracted again. There's just so much to talk about, man. Yeah. There's, so for our first episode, guys, we are super excited. I had a great time talking with you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Can't wait to do it again. If yeah. you guys ever want to see when the next one's coming out or whatever, look us up. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. At NASCAR WTN. Uh, at Instagram, it's NASCAR WTN. 
And then we got Fast Cars of Freedom, WTN at Gmail, if you guys want to send some stuff into us. Questions, comments, concerns. You guys just want to talk. That's what we're here for. Send it out. We'll get it out. Talk about it. Discuss it. Who knows? Maybe something great comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they think of some changes and D calls Bill France and we're just changing the whole the whole we're layout the of whole NASCAR. Thing. We're just yeah. gonna take over. It's gonna be doing a, it big. It's gonna be the Freedom NASCAR series. That's right. Ooh. Ooh, I like the sound of that. That's, That's kinda rolls right off the tongue. That's right sexy, there. Matt. That's sexy. Let's get it, guys. Look us up, hit us up. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. <laughs>